The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the latest edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I am Suleiman Rafiq, your host for today's show, and we are broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on the 17th of October 2019, reaching listeners in Luton and surrounding areas on 105.1 FM. As always, you can join us via the Inspire FM website, as well as if you prefer to watch, as well as listen to us, you can view us via Facebook. All you have to do is go to the Inspire FM Facebook page and click on our live link. Having your interaction on the show makes all the difference, so get involved by text or WhatsApp on 0777 948 That's 0777-948-1822. Or you can call the studio on 01582 481822. Thanks to listeners for the amazing interaction we had on my last show in regards to speech and language therapy. I hope you're able to add to today's show also. Today is a special show and has been sponsored by Tropica and will be on the topic of postnatal care. If you haven't heard the term postnatal care, this is the important period from childbirth to around 40 days. And as always, we remind our listeners that information given in today's show is general only and you should always speak to your GP for any medical advice. Now, many listeners will have thoughts on this and insight on today's topic, so we'd love to hear from you. It's 0777 We will be going for the Adhan break in about five minutes, but before that, I would like to uh, ask my guests to introduce themselves and their connection to today's topic. So if I may. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you, Brother Suleiman, for inviting me and my uh, friend here. Uh, My name is Hannah, Hannah Abdullah. And I'm one of the women who have uh, gone through the postnatal care, according to the Malay uh, culture and rituals. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. And if I could ask you to introduce yourself. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm Nora. I've been a massage therapist for 30 years. And I practice mostly in Malaysia and I've also practiced in U- UK before for a few years in postnatal care and women's well-being in general. Excellent. And we're so lucky to have your uh, have you both here and giving insight into the uh, Malaysian uh, way of um, 
postnatal care. I think it's going to be a really interesting insight from a from a from a different culture in terms of you know what works well. Yeah, um, sure. And so, inshallah, hopefully, as I said, uh, this will be of interest to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, I know, alhamdulillah, we have uh, a lot of listeners that have engaged with us over the week. So once again, I'd just like to encourage that um, on o triple seven nine four eight one eight two two so can you just talk a little bit more just uh for a few moments in relation to um why this postnatal period is important well um uh, it's during confinement period in malaysia is uh, we believe that the woman should be pampered through the various procedures like um, she has to go through herbal baths and wet and dry sauna and hot stone treatment massage and belly binding okay this will help to um, to to make her body go back to the uh, original form and uh, she is not to be uh, to be uh, exposed to any any heavy housework, and uh, usually uh, it is a very wholesome treatment where all the family takes part in in caring her. See the husbands, the the the, the sisters, the brothers, mm. and the mothers, and um, help to to care for her and the baby as well. She must be real rested uh, to to enable her to to give her best in in caring for the baby. Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like music to the ears of lots of uh, well uh, the the sisters at least uh, in terms of the the approach that is taken, yes. and um, it, it sounds quite interesting. You, you we we're going to explore in more yeah. detail after yeah. after the break exactly what some of those um, yeah. some of those um, processes are and yes. I'm hoping to get more more details on that given your wealth of experience in this in this area as well so um, in in terms of um, I was looking at some of the statistics around um, Malaysia and actually there there seem to be um, better statistics in relation to postnatal depression as well and this might be some of the reason in behind that perhaps do you do you see any link in the experiences you've had with that uh, I would agree to that because but even though I haven't seen the statistics but looking back at how I was um, uh, taken care of by my mother mm. yeah, during confinement. So, and now I, I, I can appreciate yeah, the, the rituals that we went through. Mm. So that, is, that was really needed for the women. Sure. You, you'll feel energized, rejuvenated, yeah? mm. and you feel happy because there's someone to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then a happy mom is definitely, you know, is a uh, and can help the child to grow mm. uh, happy as well. Mm. So that uh, everybody is, you know, benefiting from, you know, the postnatal care. Even though it's done to the mom, but the whole family. 
the whole family yeah, benefits, benefits yeah. from that period. From period yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to come on to touch uh, touch on what exactly we mean when we talk about con- containment, as you call it. Confinement. Confinement, so, sorry, yeah. in terms of that period and the importance of that. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the uh, ways in which um, that period can be improved and what can be done as well. So really, as I say, we're really, really grateful to have you have you here and giving your insight from, yeah. from the Malaysian perspective uh, around this really important period of time and so inshallah uh, we will just be going to the Azan break but I ask listeners to please do stay with us Uh, we will be looking at this topic in much more detail and you can get involved by uh, text or whatsapp on 0777-948-1822 or call the studio on 01582-481822 Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host for this evening, Suleiman Rafiq, and we are broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on the 17th of October 2019, reaching listeners in Luton and surrounding areas on 105.1 FM. Today's special show has been sponsored by Tropica and will be on the topic of postnatal care. For clarity, postnatal is the important period after childbirth as always we remind listeners that um, any health advice given is general only and you should always speak to your gp for medical advice so just before the break there uh, i asked um, the sisters just to introduce themselves for anyone that may have missed the introduction i'll just ask them to quickly introduce themselves again yeah i'm hannah yeah i'm one of the women who have gone through the malay postnatal care and uh, I would like to share my experience with the listeners out there. That's great. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. I'm Nora. I'm the massage therapist uh, with 30 years of experience in in postnatal and well-being of uh, the women. Great. And just with the uh, experience, 30 years of experience you've had there uh, working working in this area specifically, uh, one of the questions we've had is just in relation to um, what exactly do we mean when we're talking about postnatal depression specifically? Um, basically, uh, when a woman goes through... Um Pregnancy is already a traumatic experience for her. I mean, having uh, having to carry the baby for nine months definitely is going to uh, affect her the, the the her spine, her, her her body, the whole body as a whole, and and during um, delivery of the baby, she has to go through labor pain. So all this uh, experience uh, after giving birth, she will feel the 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 postnatal effects of of this and definitely she she needs to, uh, uh, an appropriate uh, care um, well in Malaysia we believe it would have to be um, around 40 days hmm. 40 to 44 days appropriate care uh, meaning she must have a conducive environment um, having a family support uh, she's, she must be uh, um, have she must have a good sleep so that she's able to uh, produce um, because during sleep during her sleep uh, she may be, the body is well rested and and she's able to produce uh, um, the the, the um, production of milk is is more as compared to when she has less sleep hmm. and. Um, 
she's able to to feed the baby better um, and at the same time uh, all this uh, not having enough uh, appropriate care uh, will lead to a depression mm-hmm. so when you say uh, uh, postnatal depression these are the uh, the feelings that she has uh, negative feelings uh, after after giving birth and not having the proper care that she should she deserve to have sure yeah. and you mentioned there uh, in terms of the importance of rest mm-hmm. uh, yes. after a, uh, a lady has given birth yes. and often you know um, when we have big families extended families and yes. you know people are very uh, keen to come and visit yes, um, yes. The, the mother and the baby and yes. um, you know are keen even to come to the hospital or to come to the house very soon after yeah. and things like that but you're talking a lot here about the importance of rest and the yes. impact that has yes yeah and can you just touch a little bit on because it's a term i haven't heard before in mm. relation to um confinement is that right yes yes, yeah. yes. Uh, you, uh, this is practiced in malaysia can you please explain yes. it in detail for us yes uh, me uh, i've been a confinement lady <laughs> during this uh, 30 years of being a massage therapist a confinement lady uh, takes care of the baby I mean, in fact she has to live in uh, with the uh, with the with the, the new mom Okay. Uh, at nights, uh, she usually uh, sleeps with the baby, and uh, only give the 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 baby to the mother when she needs feeding. But if the mother is not able to to feed the baby because of um, problems with um, maybe the 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 nipple is uh, breaks because of the constant feeding mm. uh, she, she uh, the baby may need to, to have a baby formula then the 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 it's will it will be taken care of by the confinement lady uh, sometimes any members of the family will do that so the mother will have a good sleep yeah mm. N- there's no disturbance from the baby wanting milk and if the if she can feed the baby she, she feeds the baby but if she can't we let her rest hmm. have a full rest and on top of that um, my daily routine is to come to the to the house um, boil water herbal bath make a herbal bath for her she uh, i bathe her if she's not comfortable uh, uh, having someone to bathe she'll bathe herself and the baby will be based by the uh, by the confinement lady mm. so she doesn't have to you know do such things mm. and then on after that we go through the other procedures like uh, uh we have the wet sauna wet sauna mm. we put uh, uh we boil um um herb, herbs in in the water and it uh, will be like a steaming session you know it's um the the how do you call the steam will will warm up the baby mm-hmm. uh, sorry her her body and it stimulates the 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 flow of the, the breast milk mm-hmm. uh, uh at the same time she will have this um uh how do you f- 
she will feel very, very, as she said, refreshed and rejuvenated Mm -hmm. by the the hot steam um, engulfing her body. And this is done by by her wrapping up her body with a, a, a cloth and the steam uh, coming th- from from the underneath the chair is is she's fully covered mm. uh, that is one of the one of the uh, essential treatment that she has to go through brother mm-hmm. suleiman if mm. i can add uh, confinement means that the woman after birth um has to stay at home she does She's not. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not supposed to go out right. unless it is very necessary. So in Malaysia, we practice that for about up to forty days or mm. even mo- uh, mm. even longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. So and she's not supposed to be exposed to the cold or wet weather, the rain, and she's supposed to keep warm all the time. Mm. So this will help her to recover. Yes. Mm. You know, having uh, gone through labor. Is is re- really like the word says? Labor is mm. a hard, hard work, mm. isn't it? Yeah. So she needs to take care of uh, herself, and so she needs to take care of herself by confine, confining herself in the house, being in, taken care of mm. by family members mm-hmm. or a confinement lady mm-hmm. if they mm. can afford to. Yeah, yeah, and so that she uh, return back to her healthy. Yeah, and this is is it's really interesting because you know in 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 kind of you know recent times, mm-hmm. yeah. unfortunately, there's a lot of pressure on on women to yeah. you know as soon as they've yeah. had their baby, then yeah. just to you know carry on as it were. Yes. But I think you're giving an insight into yeah. an, a, a way that's as you said, much more beneficial for the whole family in the long run in terms of um, that important period for 40 to 44 days uh, of the the confinement period. And and what's your your experience of it then when when you had the experience of this? Uh, How did you find it? When I had my first baby, Mm. it was overseas, so I did not have this uh, opportunity to go through the Malay postnatal care, hmm. but for my consequ- consequent uh, children, I have five, hmm. and the f- uh, my second, third, fourth, and fifth, I went through this uh, uh, procedure, hmm. and it was a, uh, I mean, it was an amazing experience, yeah, as a whole, and as a whole, the aim was for you to get healthy again, isn't it, mm. as normal. So it's achieved all through this uh, massage, especially with the mm. massage that we go through. Mm. It really helps your body to mm. yeah, to become rejuvenated, energized, you, know, mm. you feel healthy again. You know? And that's really interesting because yeah. then you've experienced yeah, both, haven't you? you haven't yeah. just, you know, so you've seen the difference. Yes between your first and then your other four children yes, yes. in terms of and you so then you're 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 given an insight into the difference that yeah. was experienced yeah. that way around so even with subsequent it's not just with the first child that this is recommended it's no. recommended for yeah, subsequent yeah. children as yeah, well that's right even yeah yeah okay and it, it, is is it your experience that uh, with your experience is that uh, women do always prefer to come back and to do the do the confinement again with the tradition, or do do do, do they pr- some prefer not to, or how does that work? Um, 
Well, uh, they, they would prefer to have the, the um, to be treated. I would to say they are looking forward to that period. Because we women, we are always doing uh, uh, work at home. I mean, mm. it's always something to do. Yeah. So it's like a break from the normal routine. Sure. And it's a uh, uh, it's uh, she they, she has to have a me day, you know. Mm. Me yeah, me, me time, time. Yeah. Mm. For to to to. to to, to rectify whatever is being, you know, uh, mm. having go, going through a very, uh, uh, it, I can, can I can say it's an ordeal <laughs> going mm. through the the labor pain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, it sounds really uh, yeah. amazing for that yeah. for that period. Mm. The amount and like mm. you say is is very important. I think yeah. we've we've mm. got used to, yeah. you know, often in England as well is uh, very soon after a, a, a lady is given birth mm. they'll be discharged mm. and yeah. um, you know yeah. sent, sent home as well and yeah. Yeah. there isn't any necessarily any uh, thorough kind of follow-on from that specifically yeah. uh, I'm just conscious we and are we w- and we mm. will be surprised to see them on the street after a week of having yeah. given birth and, yeah. and we said in our culture this is not allowed you mm. know yeah. mm. I mean you have to be indoors. You yeah. Know, keep warm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Especially at the moment, it's very cold weather. Yes. Yeah. That's know, right. Yeah. And, and they have to be properly, appropriately uh, cloth. I mean, uh, they have yes. to wear appropriate dress. Mm. They have to cover. Um, uh, well, as if they are in, uh, in in winter season. You mm. know, because we d- um, we believe that if the body is exposed uh, to the, uh, to the uh, uh, to the air outside, mm. uh, it will well causes uh, negative uh, uh, impact on the body, yeah. Mm. And it's going to, you see, it is very, very important to really take care, to follow strictly to the procedures Mm. because it's going to take her a long way, a long Mm. way through her life. Mm. Because if if she doesn't follow strictly, there will be, um, she will have some uh, issues on the health later on, health issues later on. Yeah. And I think what we would like to come on to talk about as well is that uh, period and the impact that it has on uh, the child as well oh, as the yes, mother as well. Definitely. We'd like to come on to talk about that. We are fast approaching our advert break. Okay. So I'd just like to encourage listeners, you know, please do um, stay with us. We'll be talking about this really fascinating uh, cultural um, Malaysian way of dealing with the postnatal period and the really um, impactful beneficial impact that this has uh, not only on 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 mums but on the whole family uh, i'd like to remind listeners that you can get involved and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this from 0777-948-1822 that number again 0777-948-1822 we've had a few messages in uh, i'd love to hear more of your thoughts please do stay with us and we'll be joining hannah and Nora after the short commercial break. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor.
Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Matin for this evening and we are talking about awareness of Red Syndrome. With a very, very nice guest and he's the guy who's literally explaining me about every single thing uh, about this uh, about this particular syndrome and he's none other than Robert Admick. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM on 10th of October 2019. And casting its positive vibes to our all uh, to our lovely people in Luton and all the surrounding areas of Luton. <music> Listening all the way across Dunstable, Harpenden, Bedford uh, to uh, going on on the uh, south side or going on the east side and west side. And definitely, if you are if you are uh, listening us through uh, Inspire FM web page or web app, or even uh, through our Facebook uh, page live link, if you're viewing us, good evening and welcome back. So before we went on break, we were talking about uh, about this uh, Rett syndrome in in very detail, and we uh, and and uh, I must say Robert was very very nice, uh, very kind enough to to give us some some basic details and some in depth knowledge of this particular syndrome. And uh, and just to uh, just to recapture uh, from my brain, so at least it settled in my brain before I go to my guest. Uh, that Rett syndrome is a very rare uh, rare genetic mutation uh, syndrome, which happens. Uh, in in mostly happens in girls but boys do get affected uh, and it is something which is uh, genetically based and it's not a necessary uh, need to happen to every single one so it's like uh, uh, it's like one uh, hit and miss kind of thing and you need to have certain certain genetic markers to have this and even then it's not necessary that every single child have it has a wide spectrum uh, like any other syndromes that uh, people from different spectrums chose different uh, sections and definitely uh, it uh, it is uh, it is uh, developed it has been diagnosed but it's not easy to diagnose and sometimes people do get misdiagnosed so uh, let me introduce and let me welcome our guest back into the show uh, and ask him if I'm right so Rob firstly repronounce your surname because I definitely no it's, it's Adamek Adamek yes I think so I've repronounced your name wrong <laughs> I don't make it easy it's a Polish surname so. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have a Polish accent, I, but um, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I, th- I think what am I? Second generation. Ah, okay. I have to think about that for a second. I'm just <laughs> get slapped from my grandma. <laughs> <don't worry. laughs> right. Okay. In in terms of uh, uh, red syndromes, uh, the things which I've just repeat. How far I am from the original lines? Yeah, you're you're bang on. Yeah, but you're, you're bang and on. I, and that's, I must that's exactly say, it. Uh, I, I I spoke to you on Monday. Right, you it did, was yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. So up till Monday, uh, this this Monday uh, pass, uh, I did not know about the syndrome. In fact, I just spoke to a couple of my GP friends, uh, and they were literally looking at me like I'm I'm talking something different. Uh-huh. So I I must say this is a very unique and very uh, not very publicized or very well known syndrome. No, you know you are absolutely right. I, I mean, I, it's unfortunate, but I think you you probably come across quite a few of these. 
um, unless well, it's, unless a celebrity child or, 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 or somebody famous has, has got a child with this illness, it probably won't ever come to prominence because it will skip on by. You know, mm. there's, there's hundreds and hundreds. We're part of a uh, rare disease network across the UK. Uh, and, I mean, like I said before, ours is the, the second most common cause of, of severe disability. Mm. Can you imagine some of the other ones that are mm. even further down the list? Um, and the importance of that is a lot of those sometimes are mistaken. So we've had people diagnosed with Rett syndrome and it ends up being something like Angelman syndrome, which I won't throw into the bag. I'm not... I'm not doing a set i'm not doing their piece (laughs) theirs is just as complicated in its own way so to do them justice maybe one day you'll find someone from them but uh, and that's a mutation disease as well once again yeah yeah and that's even that's even rarer and sorry to sorry to be on a very awkwardly asking you so uh some people think being a mutant uh yeah (laughs) you will will end up flying and you are and it's got a terrible unfortunately there's some terrible connotations between the words some of the serious words so we have everything from retardation to mutation. What people are to always remember, those are scientific terms. I mean, the general consensus is you don't go around using the word retardation, but it is... That is a that is a clinical term. That's what that's when whenever it's used, obviously by me, it's done in a clinical sense. So it's with, with all of these things, it's yeah. Sometimes the language becomes <laughs> difficult and can put people off. Um, that's why I will try to make it clear to people that it doesn't matter where you are, what countries, what traditions. Um, we've got a lovely young girl in the office, and she was um, asking, "Does it make any difference who 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 the family are, what their bloodline is? You know, if if." for instance close are they close family could they be if it's first cousin second cousin and it doesn't that isn't doesn't affect Mm -hmm. the syndrome at all it's it's unfortunately well fortunately unfortunately it it has no bias it affects everyone you know english asian chinese jamaican it affects us all um luckily in the uk obviously we've got people like us but our third biggest amount of traffic to our website is from india Mm -hmm. where there's even less information and everything is on the internet then so it's a wild west depending on where you land you land on our pages yeah so we've done lots and lots of research we've taken as much advice as we can and put facts out there but same with everything it can be a bit of a wild west out there mm. when you're trying to find out actual facts and actual information indeed indeed okay let's go back to uh, our topic and mm-hmm. ask you uh, the when you when you tell told me about the diagnosis they have misdiagnosis but then at the same time uh, yeah. what is the age these diagnoses so happen? so to be fair it was we're looking at uh, about after a year to 18 months of of what you would call what we would call typical normal development Mm -hmm. so everything i explained um they're called a toddler for a reason they start toddling around they start Mm -hmm. to try and walk most children end up able to 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 walk at probably about the 18 month stage they they start to do things that you either have seen in your own children or other children other siblings um then you start to realise those things are starting to to get affected. So they might lose skills, uh, anything from the ability to walk, talk or feed themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We say the kind of telltale signs, um, even before regression, are kind of odd, stereotypical hand movements. Mm -hmm. So I was talking about hand wringing, it's sometimes called hand washing, tapping, mouthing. Um, And another, uh, another big flag for us is any kind of 
the deceleration in in postnatal head growth mm-hmm. so in english that's um uh, the skull not developing at the same speed as the rest of the body which is normally a a big flag mm-hmm. uh, to 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 the start or the onset of something like Rett syndrome mm-hmm. and from there so we have you were, you were asking well i'll read the actual definitions and then be honest with you it's a uh, four main criteria uh, so if if you're listening to this essentially um and you, i'll read these four out and you're thinking oh goodness this i think you know my son or daughter might be similar then this is what mm. we would say you would then go to to the hospital or the mm. doctor so first of all is it's partial or complete loss of acquired purposeful hand skill so english translation is either regressing so not being able to grip a spoon if they were able to feed themselves or not being able to grip a crayon or starting to literally lose the ability to hold the water bottle in their mm. hands or something anything like that or the milk bottle after a while kids like to do everything themselves mm. don't they so it, it's losing that so you'll have seen it happen they start to learn it and they, 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 they unacquire it basically mm. that's the first one partial or complete loss of acquired spoken language so regardless of which child they start to make sounds and those sounds start to try and form words and those words then try and form sem- sentences um you'll see it regress so if it was sentences it then possibly goes back to words then to grunts or sounds then possibly the inability to to even make those noises so when they when they when the when the birth happened when the child is there yep. they can you, make those sounds and then yeah the yeah so, so so go back to this clinic in manchester i was with a family and it was only two months before that they started noticing this in their daughter and she was nearly two years old um so and they, her, their daughter it. was the same mm-hmm. so they had next door neighbors and they were developing the same they were best friends and um, then they started to see a gap the next door neighbor's daughter's riding starting to try to balance on a tricycle and their daughter's struggling to pull herself up off the sofa whereas before she was jumping around on the sofa mm-hmm. and these 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 that was one of the triggers and then they started to realize there was more and more and in their case they actually got a diagnosis extremely quickly mm-hmm. um, one of the other families who who have a, a, a daughter that's in her late 40s it took them 30 years to get an actual diagnosis because the f- the mother and father were so old that the daughter was in care and in a home and the the parents were in a home so they had the beginning of a retirement home or of a retirement village not a care home but um and because the because the diagnosis the original diagnosis what, what this girl was given a long 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 time ago no one went back and checked so essentially she was being treated with severe autism in this case so 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 yeah there's um and i go back to sorry i go back uh to to the other things so we've got something called gait abnormalities Mm -hmm. um that's walk that's your gait is your 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 step your Mm -hmm. stride so you start to see strange things happen with that um and go back to the stereotypical hand movement so in most most of our girls they end up grabbing or grasping at their hands and you start to see that and it's not something they can control so if you separate the hands like hey, we we all develop some kind of habit forming mm-hmm. behaviors some of them more visual than others but in this case it's, it's so difficult because it's a well go back to just staying science the scientists believe or people believe that it's something that's triggered as part of that mutation in the brain uh, to do that that kind of behavior because mm-hmm. it's across the spectrum regardless of of, of, mm-hmm. of which girl it tends to affect them with that 
Um, and yeah, and those are the four things that you would mm. really look out for. But um, as you start to see those, mm-hmm. once again, we go back to some people may, it may be slower as a parent, you may be slower to admit, or I don't want anyone to, to, to think, oh, my son or daughter have not been able to pull themselves up today. They've not, you, you, this, is, this is a continuous behavior. You would see it across all aspects. It wouldn't be just, oh, today it's happened, mm-hmm. tomorrow. It would gradual, gradual. And so it is, it, is, it is a birth defect which happens at the time of uh, yeah, when, about, when it happens. Yeah, about 18 but, months. But it, it did not come in light till the child yeah. has moved on. Sometimes the child, it, it didn't come out no. for five years. Sometimes and, it come out. Yeah, and sometimes that's the most destructive thing. You have uh, a healthy born child yes, which yes. then degrade. Yes, to to in some oh, cases wow. se- severe severe disabilities, you know, crying they they're not able to walk. You, most of the families have to have uh, winches and cranes fitted inside their homes to to move their children about. They have special vehicles. Um you know this it affects th- everybody's life because mm-hmm. then you then you have to worry about carers if you want to work or it's mm. it's yeah okay in terms of the uh, uh, people uh, yes. when I, when i say that uh, it is uh, it's a very unique thing which not many people have heard about and then you uh-huh. mentioned that yes because like anything else so um As this is the second largest syndrome of people being disabled, in girls, after, yes, yes, after, in girls, yeah, yeah, after uh, Down syndrome, Down syndromes. So uh, I remember in uh, for uh, when 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 somebody's pregnant, they normally do a test uh, to they to do. check uh, whether the baby's normal or abnormal. So can those tests also? So you, yeah, so absolutely, there is one for for Down syndrome, and then there's a when the baby's born, there's also something called a heel prick yeah. test, isn't there? That, that that scans some stuff. Um, that's that's it's kind of a difficult and, and contentious issue. The, the, because of the way it would be, because of the way it would be found, um, there isn't. Yes, at some point that that might be possible. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and stay as uh, as on the fence as possible. Yes, th- th- that possibly is possible. Um, and and then you would then you would essentially mm. make But the currently decisions it's from not. there. Currently, it's not wrong. part of of what the NHS deem as something that they would they would they would okay. do. Okay. In terms of uh, as as any any syndrome lies, whenever yep. there's a there are two things: either they are disease or they are syndromes. So, so syndromes normally last for life. Yes. Uh, and they when when you class something as syndrome, that means it is there for life, uh-huh. and all you have to do is manage that syndrome. Yep. But I I heard you mention that. There is a cure working. You guys are working on developing well, a cure. it's not right. So, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, let's let if I, if if I explain this, because because absolutely, what I said about people researching on the internet. The other thing, um, if I was a father and put myself in that position, so my year and a half year old daughter starts to regress, and I go in and I get the diagnosis from my clinician, and he says she's got Rett syndrome. So I go on, I go online, and I start to read this. Um, And yeah, what I read is mm. that there was a scientist um, who reversed Rett syndrome in mice um, quite a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and then I would jump on that that that, that hope mm. that, that, that I would be able to get a cure. Now, the first thing that I would just say is how a cure manifests itself is is very very different. So, what, when we're talking about a cure, 
and then I leave this as an open question Mm. what would someone deem as a cure what would it be would it be so we go back to your question is if it's diagnosed in the womb Mm -hmm. and that your child has possibly or has Rett syndrome what do you do then so we have to take technology that's currently cutting edge which is something like gene splicing or gene editing Mm -hmm. it's also some places very controversial Mm -hmm. um, and you could apply possibly something like that 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 may be mm-hmm. and then before the child's born so i well, i want don't want to go into too many theoretical things but um i mentioned the so for instance the the skull growth so say for instance you reverse that in a four or six or an eight-year-old girl and then her brain continues to develop and her body continues to develop perfectly but say the skull doesn't because you don't know what the effects are so you cured someone of the syndrome but you perhaps you haven't cured them of, of the ability to then increase their skull so you've got yeah. a brain growing <laughs> inside the skull all of these things or all of these things come with their own problem but we go back to the main thing there isn't there isn't a cure for humans at all mm-hmm. at the moment um and the the gentleman that did discover it uh, says that it's probably not going to happen in his lifetime so these are his words so whilst we absolutely have hope this you know it'd be crazy of me not to want something like that it's the main thing i want i'd love to not I'd essentially love to not have a job one day just be really with shut up shop um but you can imagine if there was a cure for the girls right now we have people and families living 50s 60s sometimes 70s um will possibly be pushing you know 80 mm. 90 year olds at some point those people still need to live and have support and that's what our organization does mm. so we do work very closely with somebody called reverse Ret, and they're a, the british arm of uh, an american organization also called reverse Ret, mm-hmm. um, and they are massively for the research so you can imagine in the cancer sector you've got cancer research and then you've got Macmillan who do the support we're essentially the support mm-hmm. organization we're out up on your radio show uh try, trying to get the, the knowledge out there of this syndrome this condition to get those people because what we care about is those perhaps five or six people in Luton or anywhere any of your listeners mm-hmm. it may be a grandma or an auntie that's heard what I've said or reads one of our leaflets and says do you know what my daughter, or, or uh, you know, s- mention something. She's at the mosque, mention something and says, oh, I heard something the other day. Not sure, you know, but you, your daughter, it seems some of these symptoms, some of the things he said, she is a bit floppy. And do you remember after two years old, she started to, it's those things. And then she gets a diagnosis. Then she engages with us. And then yeah. when, when the darkest times are, you know, she's got somebody on the phone or they've got somebody on the phone. Um, and there's possibly be people living well, there is. Um, we know that. There's mm-hmm. people living with this condition that so, have got no support or help. In terms of uh, a child who was born normally and then yes. when they deformed, so they they cannot walk. So what are they? They end up, uh, most of our girls end up with uh, severe difficulty walking. Um, I mentioned a lady we work with, her, her daughter's currently is still able to to, to walk and the, and the body parts do they develop as well or do they stay they they will develop but as much as um somebody in a wheelchair can develop without exercise for instance you you'll you have seen without exercise your body starts to waste away so your bones mm. get weaker um, etc so with that is all of those things um uh one thing though i will keep going back to is these girls inside mm-hmm. they are 
just the same as you and I. They have just the same thoughts, urges, feelings, but they can't act or say any of those. They they, they can't go on a, a date. They can't say I love you. Mm-hmm. They can't they can't say I don't like this TV program or I really don't like mushrooms in my food or don't put peas in my rice. Just simple things that we all take for granted. Um, so it's the magic of some of our communication tools and, and, and some of the, the things that we do across the UK. We do the breakfasts and mornings and all kinds of things. We work with the parents to teach them the, some commun- standard what's called AAC communication tools. And we always tell the parents to do what's, what, what, what's now known as presumed competence. Mm-hmm. Always assume that there's full competence there. What's mm-hmm. the worst case scenario? is that you do all of this work to find that you, mm. you, your son or daughter can't speak. But when they can, which most of them can, it, it, it's something amazing, especially when you see that first ever conversation. Mm-hmm. There's not much that can... There's not much that brings a tear to my eye these days with the news, how it is, but something like that is just fantastic. Okay. Know? In terms of... Uh the 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 resources uh, yep. and the families you help so what uh, what sort of uh, help you're providing different families yeah, so and what sort of a response you see from them and and what sort of resources you provide to other organization yeah so so essentially i was saying our our, our sole aim is to provide support to the people suffering from Rett syndrome but as as a periphery as a side effect mm-hmm. um you can imagine i have to go out there and talk about Rett syndrome because it would be unfair on the parents to 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 fight that struggle themselves too all the class say parents parents carers clinicians that are involved mm-hmm. um we fight on, on, on their behalf to get people to know because the more people know i'm not saying everyone ever we want everyone to be an expert but if you're aware then you can then recommend the things that needed to be recommended for instance nearly all of our girls can benefit from sleep monitoring mm-hmm. um there are sli- there's most of our girls suffer from some kind of sleep issue whether it's uh, not breathing while they're sleeping whether it's taking short shallow breaths mm-hmm. which then means that they're not um getting enough co2 in mm-hmm. all of those things they're, they're all very specific mm-hmm. things that need very specific treatments so yes our on general knowledge combines into mm-hmm. not what we call i wouldn't say we're expert knowledge but we're, we're heading towards that and then all of our research we then feed back to our clinicians so we've got clinics in manchester clinics in northern ireland clinics in scotland um, and all of those guys, mm. we encourage to talk to each other. Sorry, guys, the doctors, gen- geneticists. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect. I don't want to disrespect them. My guys is my generic yeah. term. Um, but yeah, it's it's all of those people, and then they all feed back. So we're part of the European Congress. We're actually holding. We're us and the the other organisation. We mm-hmm. we call ourselves the the Rett Disorders Alliance, we're holding the European Congress in mm. 2021. So it's our responsibility for the whole of Europe to represent everyone, host everybody here and have the top scientists and etc. around the world. So, mm. yeah, we try we, we try our best to keep... Okay. As we are c- closely approaching mm-hmm. towards the end of the show, I just have literally one and a half minute. So if I ask you to quickly summarize within the one and a half minute about Rett Syndrome, uh, what will you say? Oh, yep. Um, it's a rare genetic syndrome. Um, it affects mainly girls. We mentioned already it's the second biggest cause of severe disability amongst females. Um, uh, an, an organisation like ours can make a massive difference to these people. Um, we very recently helped a lady come out of a coma 
mm-hmm. because from the advice, very the very advice I said that we, that we give, they managed to do something and she woke up from a coma. I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's a bit of a headline, but I think it can give you the, the some of the massive mm. impact that we have. Thank you so much for helping. And if I ask you to give a quick response for any of the parents who have loved you uh, work with their kids. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so we've, we're inundated with fantastic feedback. Um, like I said, the communication things are magic. Uh, that's some of the letters that we've got, uh, that we've got in a, a, a brilliant. But all these things are available on your website. Absolutely. Well. Yes. So Perfect. it's RET, which is org. That's thank you <laughs> thank you so much for being part of the show and, and and spreading this knowledge i really loved it and thank you so much uh, for, for being part of our show uh, and that's all for today's show uh, my friends uh, we uh, we will meet again next week and it will be Suleiman rafiq my co-host uh, will my other uh, other half on this radio will be a show will be here uh, uh, doing a show on postnatal care uh, and he will be sharing some expert advice uh, till next week i'm your host farhad mati saying assalamu alaikum thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefm luton